And I am thy host. My name is Monty Dean. Welcome to Planet Collingwood here on Revolution Radio Studio A. A big thank you to the Y-Files, Tony, or why not, which is just Tony backwards, let's be fair, and and uh, crew for the last two hours. If you enjoyed the last two hours, please go to freedomslips.com and or revolution.radio. Click on the Patreon button and share what you can because we're 100% listener-supported, our longest-running project on the internet till someone tells me i'm wrong and um, we are listener supported as i said so uh, every bit helps so thank you for all of that uh while you're at the website uh see what merchandising uh the station has t-shirts and caps and mouse pads and coffee cups and all that onesies and then pop into the chat room while you still have i think there's two chat rooms at the moment uh the chatsy one is saying goodbye on august 12th if we make it that far, because we have to get past August 8th, where most likely nothing will happen because everyone's pointing it out. You know how these timelines and all. There you go. Uh, I also like to amount Wafer Thin Entertainment, which is brought, uh, I am broadcasting from Wafer Thin Entertainment HQ, deep in the mid suburbs of Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. We've got merchandising, and I have no idea how to get to it. <laughs> it's on uh, Teespring, so if you put in Wafer Thin Entertainment, you'll be able to find T-shirts and caps and oh, well, T-shirts and, and uh, hoodies and so forth and just silliness. There's the Lazy Time Lord one, so there you go. I have been joined by the, the usual crew. I let them out of their cages. I fed them, and they've, they've been walked, and, and uh, they've been scrubbed down, and they're raring to go. They're coming out of the green room with handful of walnuts. Or cashews. Uh, yeah, we have free will here, ladies and gentlemen. I have been joined by Raz Cortec and Bruce McDonald. Gents, how be thee? Good. Yeah. All good. Oh, well, how is it on your side? Yeah, actually, it's warm here. <laughs> Finally. Okay, I, I think Bruce is, un Bruce is under fire. He's in the Roby. <laughs> He's under fire. Unfortunately. I, 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 I had a few sound uh, configuration issues since I installed the boom mic, but I got them all figured out now, so I now know how to pipe through into Skype, any file, YouTube, whatever. I'm getting prepared for my uh, big return to radio there at the end of August. Oh, well, excellent. Uh, at the moment, it's 13 degrees Celsius, and it's sunny. It's been raining. But for Melbourne, it's 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 kind of warm. And, of course, on Friday night, it's going to get down to three. And on Saturday night, it's going to get down to two. So I spoke too soon. I really should have done some research. <laughs> there we go. However, that's that's the weather. Oh, that reminds me. Hang on. Uh, there is a meme going around the Internet because that's what it does. And I didn't come up with it. However, I actually have shared it where normal people, I met this guy, he was average, Victorian writers. He was, in the way of most men, possessed of a rudimentary intelligence, his countenance ordinary, his bearing mild, with some weakness about, his, about the shoulders. His hair was colour of ash. He spoke of the weather. So that's, so that's the mild then. <laughs> so there you go. That's 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 one of the memes going around at the moment. So he was allowed. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. People today, he was average, but Victorian writers, they have to at least get a. They, it's like when the left meme, where uh, instead of uh, four words in a sentence to make their point, they have to write yeah, a yeah. small version of War and Peace. Yeah. Like you can roll it and smack it on the head with. It. <laughs> 
basically yeah it's like yeah. i'm not reading it and all the text just covers the entire image so it's like i don't know what this is what do you what point i, I don't need a f <laughs> i don't <laughs> stop writing an essay just just make what, your bloody point what i was reading was uh uh this article that came out that says uh rings of power actors confirm sure aims to re erase tolkien's work for the sake of modernity so i was reading through it and just trying not to grind my teeth into dust here but still. <laughs> yes i'm i'm a a, a non-violent pacifist but after reading that <laughs> grab my bow and arrow for we shall fight for the honor of the professor it's yeah it's you know, and okay that sounded like a ford escort falling down a mine shaft yeah that's well, uh, great Got, got, got all those little issues ironed out, Bruce. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Tolkien is spinning. Actually, that's how he's part of the new Green Deals. Uh, Tolkien is spinning that much in his grave. He's powering most of London at this point in time. So no one's happy with the new cast or something? Oh, no, no. Like, uh, it's, it's based on the works of Tolkien. And, yeah, there's like a small black dwarf queen with a beard. Uh. Because, you know, when, when you spend most of your life in a cave, the melanin just goes off the chart. Yeah, she wears she wears men's clothing, though, of course, doesn't she? Oh, um, yeah, it's very wokeified, and it's like, oh, my God, seriously. And uh, is it Gladriel? Uh, you know, the, el the elven queen who was played by, oh, the Australian actress, and I've gone blank. That oh. chick. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. That's close. That chick is very close to Kate Blanchett. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she serene glows and it's like, oh, even when they did shots of her, there was a lighting setup where uh, instead of just one key light, they put up fairy lights. And so every time you look into a, her eyeballs, it looks like a star field. That's in the Peter Jackson version. Uh, mm. This one, no, apparently Subtle, she, she, yeah, <laughs> she went to war and, and she killed everyone. And it's like, oh, man. So and there's a a black elf that looks like Don Lemon from CNN, yes. and apparently the evil uh, villain of the piece um, looks like Eminem. <laughs> Are you sure it's not him? He hasn't been no, too much since Eight Mile. I mean, let's be honest. On right. Well, he has done some work, uh, but uh, after his friend got shot, which happens in hip hop, yeah, uh, well, it's he, all the he, time. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Fallout Boy, greatest name <laughs> ever. Have a song. This is not a music scene. It's a battlefield. It's like, yes, yes, it is. Have you seen the consumption of music's dropped in the US and everyone's going back to the uh, 80s chart toppers after Metallica and uh, running up that hill? Yes, I've actually, uh, there's a, I can't remember his name. He does 10, um, ten styles of stuff. He, um, he does music uh, like covers, but he's done running up that hill in the style of Metallica. <laughs> he combined both. It's it's interesting. It's quite good. Uh, and uh, I blame um, Beyonce's latest album cover. I haven't seen that, strangely <laughs> enough. Because it's it, more on a horse half-naked with kind of barely anything over the top of it. And, you know, it's just... Yeah, to be fair, Cortex. Uh -huh. All right, let me let me uh, re rephrase it. I don't want it to turn up into my radar. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> no. Did you see uh, music-wise, uh, Rage Against the Machines? Tom Morello got tackled by his own overweight security tripping over the foldback. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's instant karma. Since they used to be um, Rage Against the Machine, and now it's Rage for the Machine. 
where everyone should wear masks and get jabbed and you know um for for communists they're very rich kind of weird they didn't change their name did they that's no, no, that's good. me being doing a joke. Good, because, you know, that New Zealand band did that when they were called... Uh, oh, yeah, She Had changed she, it to Pacifier. And that was changed sad. It back to she had. That was sad. Well, no, that's marketing for you, because they wanted to break into the United States, and if they had a band called She Had, which is a mispronounced, uh, they misheard version of Jihad from the movie June, uh, they thought, you know, people in the Midwest is like, I'm not listening to them. They're on a Jihad. <laughs> And no, it's just she had. <laughs> they were good. They had some, you know, John Toogood or whatever, if that was his real name, had some chops. <laughs> they are still, they are still doing. Uh, they just released a new album called Old Gods, and uh, he's uh, married to a Muslim, and uh, they're they're not Caucasian. His family, so uh, he was offended by Donald Trump and the Tiki gits, and so he's um, the whole. Uh, against Black Lives Matter. Well, no, he's for Black Lives Matter, and most of us are like, you know, they're a terrorist organisation, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the interesting thing... You know the organisers in, uh, in court proceedings at the moment for buying four properties. <laughs> yeah, for... yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know. But the interesting thing is uh, most of the lyrics, uh, if you don't know, if you're not, you don't know if it's left or right, apart from, say, three words in the song, it could be both, it sounds like, you know, let's you know, rise against um, hatred and, and stop the bigotry and everything else like that. And uh, <laughs> it could be like the people on the right is like, yes, I agree with this. No, 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 it's supposed to be against the right. Well, you really should look at the left. <laughs> and then there's 80% of the population that are not left or right going, you're both stuffed. So there you are. Uh, well, yeah, that's so, a week in music. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, Lord, Rings of Power, uh, one of the most expensive shows ever. It's like nearly half a billion dollars or something ridiculous like that, two billion dollars. And they're already doing the Disney marketing of like, oh, racism. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm calling it's going to go tits up spectacularly. Oh, yeah, they've released two trailers and uh, the word ratioed <laughs> is used. Uh, I mean, if Raz is calm enough, he may be able to explain um, his dissatisfaction <laughs> of uh, reading that article if he wants to keep his teeth. It's Well, I've, I've managed to turn myself into a bit of a Zen monk. You know, the last few years of, of reading all kinds of things. I'll be honest with you, I'm completely desensitized to it. Right now, they can they, they can um, make a Buck to French Buck Dwarf be the next Orlando Bloom, and I would still want back an eyelash. You know, it's, it's just used to it now. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, uh, we, we don't like not, it and don't support it. And it, yeah, you just look at it and go, uh-huh. <laughs> I know that. for a fact that people will trash it. I mm. know a lot of people will watch it just to extract some some form of fun out of it mm -hmm. but i know of the say 70 80 percent will hate it 20 percent who are just you know who who suffer from uh, cranial anal uh, anal syndrome will, will, will probably like it and go on reddit and talk about how no reddit is the greatest thing ever things uh ever since uh dummy rubs 
but uh, the remaining 80% will hate it and they will make a lot of YouTube videos about it, dissecting it, you know, the neurotic crew, the molar crew, yeah. and, and I'm looking forward to those videos. Oh, critical thinker. <laughs> I also like to point out for those playing at home, tummy, tummy rubs have been around for a long time. Yeah, pretty hard <laughs> to beat. Yeah, exactly, because, you know, uh, everyone that has a pet, you know, good tummy rub. Uh, so, uh, Bruce, anything exciting that's happened on your part of the world? Uh, you know, no, no, no real big updates, you know, since last week. I mean, it's just um, this this country has its own unique journey through this time in history. It's going to be, um, uh, I think, well-preserved for whatever reasons they've decided to preserve this population. And uh, but there, there's some things that are changing for sure. Like I discussed last week, the the war on narco trafficking. Man, it's I'm literally it's it's narco season four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and like right where I live too, like right in my province, man. And you know, so it, it's got a and they, they, they're really pumping it up now. Like the president is making the population aware of the fact that look, I'm gonna be bringing the thunder, and here's why. And he's just doing all these interviews, releasing all this data. I mean, the federal government in Costa Rica has now publicly stated that they believe, they believe that narco trafficking even reached the executive office in, in terms of bribes and corruption in the last administration. So you got to understand, like all the coke ending up in Europe is coming through Costa Rica now, you know. So that's a market as significant as the U.S., the entirety of Western Europe, right? And Eastern Europe, they love coke in, in Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania. Um, that that even came up in season five of Breaking Bad. You know they love crystal meth. They love they love the stimulants. So it's got to be cracked down on, and he's doing it. But they're doing it very strategically, in a very educational process. Okay. So and but for your own sitting government to have your minister of justice give an interview to the largest media outlet and most, let's say, official media outlet of Costa Rica and saying, you know, narco trafficking has corrupted everything, including our federal police, our courts, our judges, our prosecutors, our jail guards, our jail wardens, everything. You know something's coming. <laughs> yeah. they're, not, they're, not, they're not telling the public that to say, hey, well, you know, get used to it. This is the new normal. Yeah. Also, your microphone is a tad hot. You're coming through a little bit distorted as well. Okay. So, hey, uh, hey, Bruce, is it because, you know, because between you're kind of in the bottleneck between North and South America, there's a lot that goes through that little bit? Is so if you app, like everybody go to Google Maps now and look at where Colombia and, you know, Colombia is still growing a lot. A lot is a lot of the coca plant. How's my mic now, Monty? Uh, a little bit better, but it's still it's still it's uh, I don't know it's it's I'm you know, getting people in the chat room. It's it's a bit sort of Gore-Tec, You're better at this. What what? How would you describe it? Uh, it sounds, you? Yeah, it just sounds a little bit hot, and so it's clipping, uh, and it cuts out a little bit. Huh, uh, I've got I've got the volume turned. Oh shit, that's not the volume. Okay, <laughs> there you go. All right, so um, we have someone who wants to come in, so I have to remember how to produce, and I'm saying this out on air. So welcome to Planet Collingwood. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, so basically, Bruce, what's happening is uh, you wake up in the morning and uh, you have your cup of tea, you walk out into the veranda, and you're seeing credits floating in the sky. <laughs> Knuckles, oh, uh, <laughs> Costa Rica. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So it's um, it's heating up. 
you know, I've, I've, I've told my wife to tell everyone in the extended family involved in this business to like get out of it. Now. <laughs> we're, we're talking about like a massive, massive, I mean, we're talking about a, 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 a reformation of everything, including the penal system, because they think they think the penal system is too easy and the prisoners aren't afraid of it. Well, the, the, the narco traffickers control the jails in this in this country completely, man. They, their girlfriends visit. They have cell phones. They, they have they have internet. You know, if you're connected, jail's not that hard over here. You know, if you're not connected, it's a living hell. But um, according to Chavez, this is all going to change, and there's no way he would be talking like. How's my mic now, by the way? Much better. Yes. Okay. There's yes, no way. Perfect. Good. Good. There's no. Yeah, I don't know why people. Okay, Michelson. Yeah, uh, there's no way he would be talking this way if he was uh, not getting ready to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. All that talk and then nothing happens. Is, that's not good publicity. So we have been joined by an American, uh, gents, uh, Michael from San Antonio, a Texan, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, Michael? It's been a while. Can uh, you see? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Monty. How are y'all? I'm good, actually. I, I showered today, so I achieved something. I went to an appointment. <laughs> so, you know, it's all coming up Millhouse. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I shower once a week. The, the the hair in my ass crack is braided like a Rastafarian. That's <laughs> <laughs> dags. Roots, man, roots. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> You can't stay married, mar- uh, showering once a week. Believe me, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> there was an intervention. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I've, I've gone into merchandising with apparel for the, um, Planet Collingwood and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's it's going well. And uh, how is it in the mighty United States? Uh, did you see your president or a version of your president or two versions? Anyway, he looks weird. The latest videos where apparently there's two videos where they're only hours apart and they both look like um, the animatronics from a Disney World rejects. Well, yeah. I, he always looks weird because he's 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 freaking possessed. Oh, it's worse now. No, no like they, they, yeah. they, we know yeah. we're familiar with Biden being Biden, but yeah, it's Twitter as a wash of like, what the f is going on here? Because he doesn't blink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't that, you you can't not blink that long. That whatever that was, that wasn't a human being. Maybe it was CGI. I don't know. Jimmy Jimmy Jean sent me the Twitter. With the video in it, and and he said, "Look at this man. They're, he, the dude's not even doing press conferences anymore. That's CGI. I don't know if it is CGI, but you can't go that long without blinking. I, I triple dog dare you to even try." Yeah, but, I mean, also uh, the entity that is referred to as Biden has said, uh, "What was uh, you cannot be um, pro insurrectionist and pro." Um, America or some horse shit, uh, as well as the, the same person, it, the same thing said, uh, we're not going into a recession. Like, uh, how disconnected from reality are you? Because <laughs> that actually came out here in Australia. Today, the, the, the big news story of, like, inflation is, is worse. It's been since we had the GST implemented. And that's, what, Cortec, 25 years, 20, 25 years? No, yeah. uh, I think it was uh, 2000 when they, it clicked in, so about 22 years, and it's up to six percent, which is a lot for us. Yeah, it's a lot for so everyone. 
everybody generally knows what's going on, right? I mean, but I'm just going to keep repeating myself so everybody understands. You know, the world is at war. Governments are at war with their people looking to dissolve themselves and recongeal into some new global organization. Entire process will take at least, I don't know, five to 10 years. They, they, I guess their mark is 2030. But anybody still looking at this as a series of random events is actually, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, Forrest Gump was smarter. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it cannot be seen any other way now. It's so consistent, the behavior. Trudeau's going after the fertilizer now. He's going he's gonna to cripple the Canadian farms. Have you noticed it's all the big food producing countries? Do you know, you know how much wheat Saskatchewan produces? Like it's right up there with the Ukraine. It yeah, used to be Australia. Our... Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, well, uh, just... Go ahead. Go you ahead. I, I've just noticed those patterns of uh, articles coming out about uh, supporting green farming, which seems to have kind of been, you know, driving farmers, driving a wedge between farmers and what they can actually do. Uh, just more, more, more articles about, you know, do insects feel pain? Should they be protected? You know, and and do ants, you know, feel pain? And should we change the way we do farming just to try and keep and, it up? But it, it does seem like it's pointing towards trying to ruin these 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 oh yeah, and it's, it's it's a coordinated attack uh, because uh, how can eight different points on the planet all have the same t- speaking? Yeah, all the governments are doing the same talking points of uh, 2030 uh, because they stuffed up their t- 2021 agenda because that was last year. So now it's the 2030 agenda. And even here in uh, Australia, they're going to make uh, the um, admission, you know, 73% emissions or cutting down or whatever it is. They want to make it a law. Uh, which is kind of weird, like the fear-mongering with the Australian sort of thing. We produce probably, what, 1% of man-made emissions, allegedly, uh, but no one talks about China. <laughs> oh, no, it's the, it's, it's the West that's destroying the planet. They really should have hold, held off on that 24 to 27 food processing plants all in the space of one month until kind of the end of the program to make it not look like a pattern so quickly. Well, they're, they're yep. bringing back in uh, greenhouse, uh, the term greenhouse and climate change. And of course, they're, they're, you know, of course, the climate's changing. It's like, yes, but most likely it's the sun because the rest of the solar system is um, having change as well. But they're blaming us and they want everyone to, there won't be any uh, combustible engines by 2030 and blah, blah, blah. And we all have to buy Teslas and how much is a Tesla in the United States? Sixty thousand uh, dollars. Where we're actually getting the uh, power from? Oh, I, think yeah. I think it's like eighty or a hundred grand now, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what. That's even worse. That's U.S. dollars. Uh, nearly a hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a car, and like, oh, you can't pay four dollars a gallon for petrol. You should buy a Tesla. I can't buy a gallon of freaking fuel. How am I supposed to get a hundred thousand dollars U.S.? <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile, the lithium mining is more destructive for the environment than than the oil extraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like none of this makes any sense. I mean, if the and really, it's a litmus test for how stupid people are or how they just don't want to deal with anything. Oh, that's not my lane. The politicians will take care of it. The scientists will take care of it. This is this is an all hands on deck problem, and it's not you know it's not getting any better. And I have no no faith that it's going to be solved. I don't think I don't think Team Dark's going to win. But I don't think we're going to win either. I think this thing is just going to keep spinning till it falls over. And when it falls over, nothing's going to be working and everybody's going to be left to fend for themselves. Oh, well, thanks for that, Warren Peace. Uh, <laughs> for those playing at home, Cortec just shared a 
Uh, Whoa! Uh, that um, wasn't me. Oh, that was Michael. Uh, sorry. Um, a just another one. <laughs> just a, a a small link, which is eight thousand letters long. Can you uh, <laughs> can you read that out for people playing at home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I bloody can't, Cortex. <laughs> On the round table, we'll come back and tell you what it's about. So just enjoy this Muzak for the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> But yeah, it's the price of a Tesla in the US. So I'll click. Yeah, on it's that. like forty nine thousand to one hundred and twenty nine thousand. That's quite a gap. So uh, yeah, I saw this really promising video for an electric mountain bike that I think could handle. Cortek, you got to mute up when you're on that keyboard, Ben. Um, yeah. So uh, I saw this. Real, so I started to see some really cool YouTube videos in my Facebook feed. You know, it's these algorithms. I look, I go, I, I go to, I go to YouTube and I look for electric bikes, and like the whole system is connected now, right? Like Facebook knows you were on YouTube looking for electric bikes, so they they post one up that just absolutely blows me away. Like I could actually go right from my house all the way to town on this bike. It go, yeah, I don't need a license. It goes up to seventy kilometers an hour, like just an absolute. Wow. And I thought, finally, they've done like a real kick-ass electric bike. Look it up. $18,999 for a yeah. bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. Yeah, no I've Wi-Fi. been watching those for a while. The ones that kind of blur the line between mountain bike and uh, 1.25 dirty. They're coming down in price. There's a few that are uh, reaching like six or seven. Uh, but uh, what's more interesting is a road registrable one that's around five that's electric and give you give you a range about a, a, 100 miles 100 k's that seems to be where they top out yeah well, in, in, in the yeah. states you can you can walk out spending three or four grand on a good mountain bike like a high-end just just a high-end mountain bike oh, easily five to ten now so easily yeah exactly yeah so easily. that surprised me that those are you know seven what seven or eight grand well, yeah. there's money in it, and uh, if you wait long enough, I'm sure they'll become cheaper because of mass production. However, as we know, the technology is not evolving naturally. It's very um, curtailed and, and um, directed in a certain way because, uh, like, oh, we should uh, cancel, close down coal file plants because that bad. Well, why don't you put scrubbers on? There's technology to remove the carbon before it's like, oh no, 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 you can't do that. And that's the thing where we have technology to save the planet, but they ignore that. The Suron ones seem to be the, you know, the people in front doing the most. They're still about six grand, but they look so good. They look like a really light little uh, one, two, five. You could just throw it around, plus the torque, amazing. But they're, they're forcing humanity into uh, a small little box. And I would say eventually, unless they go full-blown um, German Nazi, like the way that Hitler did it, which they figured out uh, doesn't work because everyone notices, there's no you can't do that slow tiptoe into totalitarianism, whatever that word is. The boiling uh, frog. Yeah, basically, because at some point it's like, you know what, um, the frog's going to go, I'm thirsty. I'm going to just pop it. <laughs> like, frogs actually don't sit there and boil to death. Lobsters do. Um, <laughs> ah, the screams of pain. Yeah, but they taste delicious, so what are you going to do? One of those classic mixed-up well-known phrases or sayings. Oh, yes, yeah. 
but humanity is going to to buckle because of just the these ideologies and um, ideas are stupid. Where uh, we like our freedom of driving, and uh, we know we've seen the, the YouTube videos, we know of people the stories that cars can run on water. Now, water is a major commodity on the planet, and so we kind of need to um, have drinking water and you know grow food and so on and so forth. So maybe let's look at desalination plants for yeah. Imagine cars running on salt water. Yeah, wow. could do it. All the ships are running on salt water. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, they, you they, would have to you have to collect the salt. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Oh no, I was just gonna say they've had. I actually knew a gentleman that was uh, part of a board that was working on uh, desalinization of seawater um, back in 2002 or three. Um, so I mean, they've had that technology for a while. I mean, I I, just, I believe they don't want to spread it because. Yeah. Then you know, fresh water isn't as uh, expensive a commodity as, or as important as a commodity as it is now. You know, I thought uh, Ford like was oil. the first one to shelve a patent for a water-powered engine when he was looking into the hemp, uh, the hemp car that he made. But I thought we'll just run out these natural resources. Yeah, yeah over a century ago, there was uh, electric cars, there was air-fired cars, which actually had magnets around them, uh, the motor itself, which would in, uh, increase torque. Uh, I mean, water itself is, you know, H2O and hydrogen and oxygen. They both burn. There's ways of doing it. But no, 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 it's... I mean, uh, what are petrol prices or gasoline fuel prices now at the moment? We're down. We're down to 180, 89 here in Victoria, and that seems kind of low compared to, say, at the start of the year. Mind you, 12 months ago, that's still almost double. And are they they're acclimating us to like, oh no no, a dollar seventy for a liter of petrol? That's that's pretty good. That's, no, no, that's terrible. No. <laughs> 70, 70 cents per liter. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, it's not right. Did you see uh, in in, uh, in other news, there's there this Indian prime minister who thought he'd prove how, how clean the river was by drinking some and he ended up really, really sick. No, but that just sounds funny. stupid. Oh, don't, don't tell me he drank from the Ganges. I think so. Yeah, oh no, my God! No, that's no, no. Ganges will be an instant death. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, they checked on him a couple of later, and he was still one of those offshoots, probably. Snake bit. Yeah, because they the, the Indians dump everything. Yeah. The, the Ganges. Yeah. The Ganges is used in uh, death rituals and funerals, and so that's where they put their uh, uh, their dead bodies. And there's yeah, a lot of pyres no. beside it, isn't there? Yeah, basically, it's not you don't drink the Ganges. Uh, I wouldn't actually go near it. <laughs> it's wow, but obviously, you know, um, didn't they do something like that in Flint, Michigan, where uh, they had the politicians turn up and you, you're going to fix the water? And oh, they ummed and ah, and it's like, okay, well, all the water on your table is from here, <laughs> and they didn't touch. <laughs> that is, yeah, exactly. I, I'm not thirsty. Hey, instant cholera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, apparently, in the homeless community in Los Angeles last year or the year before, uh, the Black Plague came back. And there's a cure to that. It's called sanitation. Black Plague. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like a simple thing. How did that? The plague has returned. It's like, well, yeah, that's at least some of us shower once a week. Maybe you should try that. <laughs> I got another business idea for you. Forget the Quonset hut with the chickens. You want to get yourself a wooden cart, an ox, and a bell, and just start going through Melbourne, ringing that bell, saying, "Bring out your dead." Yeah, no. <laughs> It's not that level yet. Dead cart comes out in India in certain towns and villages. Bring out your dead and the ring in the bell. And everybody, everybody who died in the night is brought out by the family and put on the cart and taken to the funeral pier. But you you could probably make a go of it, Monty. See if you need a license. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'll just go down to the local. You license for a death cart? In, yeah, in any, the local. In any, uh, oh, yeah, you would. In any event, in any event, the police see you dragging her fuck around with a, a cart full of dead bodies. Oh, oh, oh. in jail. So where'd you get sentence. that cart full of twenty dead people? Then yeah, permit for that? Uh, it's not mine. It's a friend's. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, sir, but your bullock uh, left buttock is out. Uh, here's a uh, citation, and you'll be uh, seen in traffic court, my friend. Buttock is out. What buttock? That one. <laughs> yeah, where, where do you... Where, uh, are there dealerships for bullocks? Uh, you get get a cow, you know, cattle are us. <laughs> Use bullocks. Patent it across the board, Monty. Even go on to Steam and change your gaming name to Dead Cart. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a timeline somewhere where Steampunk is a reality. Instead of going with oil, they, they stayed with Steam. Yeah, yeah. Bring out your dead. Yeah. Well, there's not mass mass death here. Um, uh, intellectually yeah. there is, but not physically. Yes, sure. You'll be stone dead in a moment. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'm I'm Whack. getting better. <laughs> I got better. Uh, that no, that no, speaking of Monty Python, John Cleese has come out and said that um, all this woke ideology is killing comedy, and I'm like, yes. It is, and do you think it's, I mean, I mean, Hollywood was already in a downward slope already, but do you think it's going to take everything left that was in TV or Hollywood and just flatten it, like? No, once they realise, once they realise, this is the the problem, once they realise they're losing money, they'll go, oh, hang on, Uh, it looks like Disney's trying to turn, uh, but, you know, it's a... It's a nuclear-powered air for, uh, aircraft carrier. You can't you can't turn on a dime with those things. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, you're, turn you're around, assuming, do a Yui. Ah. And by that, you're, by that stage, you're assuming they can actually lose money. I don't think they can lose money. I think they've set themselves up so no matter even even a loss is a gain. They can claim it at the end of the year and say, oh, we we lost all this money and we get it back. Yes, yeah, so no, but the uh, yeah. stock prices are dropping. Uh, that's the thing. Like with the whole um, DeSantis in Florida where uh, they took away their taxation uh, exemption uh, and they took a hit. Uh, well, Disney's in a huge lawsuit for hurting that kid. Uh, did you see where that character t- bricked up a kid and stuffed it in his pouch and the kid was freaking out and the parents were freaking out? And they're in in a big uh, an amusement park or something. Yeah. Well, I have funny. seen... Wasn't <laughs> funny? It sounds funny. Yeah. I, I think Disney will like, like merge or morph with Monsanto or some crap. <laughs> yeah. What I'm like, is interesting. Like, you know, I can you, see that happening. If Monsanto doesn't already own them, and we just it's buried in shell company after shell company, we just don't know it. Well, Most you've heard of bun. Yeah, you've heard bun. Heard of bun fights? Um, you know, where they get homeless people to um, battle. 
uh, and it was very popular, which is kind of sickening for humanity. But anyway, the the bum bum fights were very popular. The latest trend is if you've seen like going to uh, I think it's just Disney that it happens at theme parks, but families are getting it on where they're having mass brawls. Have you seen footage of that where like two families, like you know, um, eight eight members each, they just punch on for the <laughs> for whatever reason? It's is it about waiting in line or about? I don't know. Uh, the I, size you never, you never know what starts it, but you see what's happening because you know once there's a bit of a brawl heading off and it's two families going at it. Uh, you know, even, I would say even the Scottish, um, you know, <laughs> the McDonald's against um, uh. Oh, who were the who were the great um, clan battles, uh, Bruce, in Scotland? Well, like well, McCoys and yeah. So mine is the McDonalds and the Campbells, and yeah, they, I mean yeah. that, that can still flare up in a pub in in Nova Scotia to this day. I swear <laughs> to God, man. you know you just keep your mouth shut. And um, but yeah, that's I mean there were there, there there were clan battles, sure. You know, it's like yeah, yeah but it's happening now in in Disney World and Disneyland yeah. where you it, want to fight. I'll see you at Disneyland Saturday, 12 yeah. <laughs> Or from the Simpson episode, the Australian episode. You want to fight? Them fighting words. Punch, punch, punch. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homer, Homer, and the, Homer and the chicken are epic, those fights. Oh, no, no, no. That's, uh, that's a family guy. That's yes. family guy. Yeah, yeah. That is an epic scene. That is the greatest gag ever. And you forget all about it. They wait, they wait like a season and a half, and then they bring it back, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the epic fights and the the using they don't run it into the ground. Uh, there was one episode I can't remember which one it is, but for whatever reason it was a great running gag, where uh, Peter's talking to somebody and they he has they have to go somewhere quickly. It's like quick to the Peter copter, and they run to it and it crashes and it's just like three or four of these things, and and basically every uh, vehicle and equipment seems to crash into Joe's house next door and which is um I can't remember he's uh he he's, he plays party on Seinfeld you recognize the voice he 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 was the voice of the tick and actually is the tick anyway anyway yeah. but he's like you know, quick to the Peter Zeppelin and I'm like how can you afford these things and Peter screams back I don't know it's worth watching <laughs> it's a visual gag yeah, yeah, I, I, I destroyed it. <laughs> but I'm not going to recreate 20 minutes of The Family Guy, which is still going, apparently, but it's Seth MacFarlane and, yeah. Have you guys possibly heard any AI news this week? AI news? Uh, AI news? You know that I guy, heard. that, uh, that, that uh, guy who got put on hold from Google who said that Google created that Lambda? They've now yeah. fired the dude. Yeah, yeah, I knew he was, he was suspended and then fired. Yeah. Um. It uh with the AI um there seems to be uh inklings of that after climate change, uh, AI could be the next real problem that's coming down the pike in the next couple of years. And it'd be interesting to see how that works because I, I, you know, solar flares take everything out. Did Let's you go also, back to 1880. <laughs> Did you also see that, uh, you know, some ways that we might be able to see AI coming out is in uh, these little ways here and there? Do you see a Russian chess-playing robot broke the human child's prodigy's fingers I heard recently? Of, I, I heard of that because it felt threatened. Yeah. A robot <laughs> was threatened by a seven-year-old. 
I yeah. did see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I've seen a lot of sci-fi. I I know how this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's just too funny. It's just too funny. Just just with the the whole you know when they created that bot and it it you know started just it, within about twenty four hours it just started just saying some really funny stuff. Uh, I think we just you've got to let it play out for a week as long as we know how to pull the plug out. Well, yeah, one of the earliest films that I'm aware of, and I'm not saying it's the earliest one, because uh, you could go back to um, Asimov uh, with um, his three law of robotics. Now, uh, remember that <laughs> those laws have to be programmed into the robot. Not every robot has them. They have to be programmed in. Just, just giving you a hint there. Uh, however, uh, War Games, I think it's from 1983, with a very, yeah. very young Matthew Broderick. Do you um, want to play a game? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, early 80s. Um, I, apparently I was there. Uh, and it was mentioned in Stranger Things. Does that help the kids listening? That, help, <laughs> that, that helps the 80s soundtracks. Apparently. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and, and the whole premise, of, spoiler, um, if you haven't seen it by now, it's been 40 years, nearly 40 years. I, I'm not really spoiling the movie for you. Uh, but uh, just before uh, the American AI was going to launch all the nukes against Russia, the, they get the the thing uh, to play out tic-tac-toe constantly. And after a thousand, he's, uh, the robot, um, you know, the AI is like, oh, hang on, this is a no-win situation. And that's what saves the day. Mm, I figured it out. Only a heist movie that has never been made is a good heist movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, what? And um, if that's eighty four, when was Short Circuit? Well, I think that's eighty five, eighty six, where uh, that was a positive AI story, where uh, a, a robot for, um, I guess, a drone to go on Mars or something, gets hit by lightning and becomes conscious. The one that I could remember the name of was called Electric Dreams, I think, and it was one oh, yeah. of the first ones that was kind of plugged into your coffee maker. And I think that ended up the same way as uh, Lawnmower Man did with the, you know, I found a back door and finally just ringing all phones or something as a signal. Yeah, Electric Dreams is basically a man falls in love with his computer because he accidentally spilled champagne onto the keyboard. Classic. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of the uh, Black Goo? Oh yeah. Okay, like. so it's an intel- it's an AI that eats other AIs and eyes. <laughs> it just controls people or eats and eats their intelligence, controls them. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, there's a lot of footage I've seen on YouTube of, uh, especially it seems like in uh, Switzerland, there's quite a few cops. People have footage of uh, their eyes just turning completely black. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's what? a guy named John Ross. I think he's in jail again now. They've arrested him like four times just for talking about like the Octagon Brotherhood in Switzerland and all kinds of different secret societies and what's going on there. and Releasing footage of cops with black eyes and all kinds of stuff. Huh. They're just trying to shut him down. Yeah, well... We're it's been to like 15 years. Yeah, just the the weirdness of it all. It's the it's the cracking of the dam of uh, the narrative, because even if they fake an alien invasion, you can't put that genie back in the bottle, because you know this that we're that close to certain bits of information coming out. 
mind you, at the same time, the CIA have said three times in the last 10 years, oh, UFOs existed. Everyone's like, la, 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 la. Uh, but um, one bit of one bit of tech that do, doesn't make sense in today's mainstream, it, it will shatter, shatter the illusion. So I did a Google search for or a YouTube search for black eyes, cops, Switzerland. And the first video to come up is the secret world of female Freemasons, BBC News. <laughs> I think I broke the algorithm. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's working. It's nice. working perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, you read my mind, Monty. Or it's working right. perfectly. We're in a real pickle here, boys. How's <laughs> that? Yeah. So um, yeah, it's 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 not looking good for uh, for the future, man. Um, John Ross, H R O S S. Sometime. I mean, not now. I'm just saying. Uh, it's really interesting stuff. He's one of these black-eyed cops. Yeah, he uh, he has one. I don't know if it says black-eyed cop, but. If you just look up John Ross, uh, I think yeah, he used to have his own channel. If he still does, if he's not still in jail. And he's he's Swiss. He's a Scotsman living in Switzerland. Uh, H R O S Ross, uh, Scottish name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did not. Yeah, know I was that. just coming up with a football dude. Good luck. Yeah, I'm not getting anything here. I'm getting some guy, white guy with an afro who teaches you how to paint. How Bob Ross, I love that guy. That's Bob Ross, yeah. No, John Ross too, yeah. John's I think he's, he's there's a, there's a uh, English entertainer. Uh, I think he's a jazz pianist uh, called Jonathan Ross. He's done some good work uh, as well. Nothing to do with the subject you're talking about. Just got a similar name. Yeah, I saw there was a guy uh, at the at the shop the other day, and he had a uh, nameplate on it that said Ross. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> You're really clasping at straws there. All right. I, I used to watch a comedy show on NBC called Friends, and they, that had a guy called Ross. Yeah, same thing. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> he was into dinosaurs, did which, you, according to Flat Earthers, uh, God put them there to test your faith. Did you see that NASA's uh, announced the Artemis mission and when that's going to be and stuff? They're going to send an unmanned uh, thing back to the moon and see if they get shot down? Ooh, no, I, I do. Apparently, the Russians are leaving the uh, International Space Station in 2024. Do you know why that is? Apart uh, from, apart from uh, you know, the, you know, apart from everything, the, the, the climate at the moment, uh, NASA's announced that they're going to uh, send squids and uh, octopus cephalopods into space just to see what how the uh, alien series was really started <laughs> did, you, did you see that at all uh yes yes uh, so we sent can... dog and it uh, apparently it came back americans let's... sent uh monkeys but they have pox now so let's send octopi i mean they got nine brains they're pretty smart they can predict you know the world cup football uh soccer what can't they do? Just saying. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there are more intelligent beings on the planet than humans. I think nine brains has to kind of qualify for that. Well, know. there's whales and dolphins. You know, you don't see dolphins lining up to get a uh, paycheck. Surely the nine brain thing has to do something for you. Or maybe it just makes you flip flop a whole lot more. I don't know. Now I just had a flashback of the latest from the boys, and I won't remember. I, oh, I have to block that out now. <laughs> Season three was good. 
from which the boys if uh, the show the boys on amazon oh what's it about you 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 don't know about the boys no is it, is it good? Welcome is it to bad? my timeline. Welcome to my timeline. Uh, they have we have awesome TV shows. The Boys is basically anti superhero, and uh, it's got Carl Urban as one of the main characters, and um, he says vagina a lot, but in a shortened sense. He's nice. uh, English, and yeah, you'll love it. Uh, it's basically uh, all superheroes are corporate, and it's basically um, they're trying to get rid of the supers and. There's intrigue and yeah, it's really good. All right, looking into did that you, one. Did you ever read the comic? No, no. Oh man, uh, in the comic, all the boys had superpowers, so it was really crazy. Well, uh, but I like the take they did on it. You know, starting them out without superpowers, and you know, been do- oh, well, no spoilers, but you know, it's been going on in the most in the latest season. Yeah, so you've seen the original comic and and the adaptation, then you think it's okay. Because usually oh, they yeah. stuff up something yeah. here and there. Well, that was one, that was the biggest thing at first that kind of bothered me. I'm like, well, the boys are, you know, Butcher and everybody, they all have superpowers in the comics. But I liked how they did it. They worked it to where, you know, they had to use, you know, their brains more and everything and really know about soups and everything and, you know, their anatomy and what would hurt them, what wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, is- I, I like the way they did it. Chuck yeah, it on the list. Yeah, there's a lot of gore. Um, in the opening episode oh. of season three, a man uh, shrinks down and then walks into his lover's penis. Does his do his clothes shrink then, with him? No. And then he's, he sne- <laughs> he sneezes while he's inside the penis. Yeah, and, and don't finish that sentence. Let let people find out. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he sneezes sorry. and. Yeah, it's Sorry. very. Yeah, uh, th- I just want to give one example of how gory it is, just to warn people. Did you know Amazon created you know? <laughs> like a gigantic prop for that? It, it wasn't entirely CGI. It was actually a big gigantic penis prop. Yeah, because he it's had to like, walk um, in and um, the the pleasures from him because he's touching the urethra. No, it's, like, yeah. it's just like p- people were upset with it because of the budget thing. It's like, ooh, Amazon's gonna spend money on this. Amazon. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's basically the it, it reinforces the idea of the entire show where uh, the boys, which are a group of uh, a clandestine uh, off-book CIA squad, uh, trying to take take out superheroes because they're actually uh, detrimental to humanity. Yeah, they're POSs. <laughs> most of them are just worthless human beings because they got power and they just abuse it. That's all they do. So it's it's a really interesting take on you know just the whole superhero genre and world you know. Yeah, it sounds a bit different. Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> that's why it's, that's why it's popular because uh, it's good writing, yeah. um, good effects, and yeah, it's like there's a lot of what the hell just happened you know those moments as well. So I recommend it, Cortec. Um, <laughs> well, and also we'll know when you've watched it. <laughs> Come back next week. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Done. Yeah, like the Invisible Man, they actually um, insert C4 into his anus and kill him, and it, there's just blood everywhere. <laughs> so it's them it's... trying to kill other superheroes. Is that what it is? Well, bad superheroes, like superheroes that are out of control that they All know right. about. You would imagine it... that the Invisible Man would be one of the most out of control uh, powered person people. Yeah, yeah. there's um, a guy called A Train who's a speedster. He can go really fast. 
However, um, he uh, in the first episode, he's high on drugs and he actually runs uh, through uh, one of the main character's girlfriends and she just splatters because she's standing still and he's hitting warp speed. Mm. And yeah, uh, and he's holding her arms because only her, he's like they were holding hands when he hit her. And when he hits her, he's like holding like the stubs of her hands. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's not it's not Sad. Superman from the seventies. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Yeah, which is still a good film. Christopher Reeve was a very good actor. I think it's a bit harsh that um, he goes to the Oscars uh, because after he fell off his horse and landed on his back on a, a stump or something, and he's in the chair and he comes out, and all the bastards giving him a, a standing ovation, like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think he 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 took it, but still, it's like if you got that out of context, it's like that that whole room hates that guy. <laughs> Poor dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Robin Williams went and um, saw him and basically made him laugh all the way through it. So, um, because Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams were at Juliet in New York uh, in the late seventies together, so that's why they were friends. It's kind of like that cosmic comedy, though, isn't it? I mean, do you think? Do you think one night he kind of said something? You know how the role had affected him, and and he said, "I am Superman. I can do anything, or whatever." And then you know he went hell horse ride the next day. It's always something like that. Maybe not, but you know he's leading to a Michael Keaton who still maintains he is Batman. He was a good Batman. Well, they, they actually ask him on late night television. So who do you think? Uh, should play the next Batman, and Michael, in his um, brilliant com- comedic timing, I am Batman. <laughs> Me, I should. Ah, uh, well, yep, that's the world we live in. It's uh, everything's falling apart, but at the same time, you can have awesome moments, and um, yeah, just keep living. The way to win is to try and live your life to the fullest, but being aware of all the crap. Yeah. So I find the thing that frustrates me the most is the people who are fighting to maintain the status quo. If you haven't figured that's not that's going away and it's not coming back, then wow, you're just in, you're setting yourself up for massive frustration, right? And but if if you can catch a hold of this thing, figure out what's going on, and come up with a circumstance to make yourself in a better position, you're going to be okay. And and look, life's going to go on. After all this turmoil is done, all of this resetting is done, life's going to go on. They're not going to win. And, you know, there's going to be commerce. There's going to people need to eat, right? You know, <laughs> people need homes. But, uh, it, no, I, I, I want to tell you guys a little story. I have a friend in Toronto, really nice woman. She's about, I think, 49 or 50 now. I've known her about 15 years, and she's a Filipino girl, woman now. I've known her, yeah. And um, she's a nurse. And so... I hadn't. I, we were Facebook friends, but I haven't really spoken to her since I left Canada in 2014. We used to hang out at a coffee shop. We lived in the same neighborhood, and she starts. She started sending me videos and stuff, and communicating with me, and giving me kind of a like a behind the scenes look at what's going on in in the Toronto hospital system. And these people are terrified, man. And and by the way, she got laid off. She didn't get the vaccines, and um, they they laid her off. Now the the union went to court and the court ordered to allow them to go back to work but it took like six months you don't get your back pay you don't get anything i mean it's like you got to make like the ultimate sacrifice just to do the right thing now Mm. you know and 
it's really heating up, man. Like doctors are doing rumble videos now and saying, okay, this is you know, there's something really off about this vaccine, the mRNA vaccine. And the hospital my born under. Well, remember where you are, Bruce, because uh, we'll come back after the break and we'll continue on. Because, yeah, humanity is uh, kind of waking up, um, just even from the pressure of dealing with all this crap. You're listening to Revolution Radio Studio A. This is Planet Collingwood. We'll be right back. I'm just being silly again. Welcome back to, what is it? Uh, Planet Collingwood. My name is Monty Dean here on Revolution Radio Studio A as we are taught in primary school, a, a, you know, stupid English language. If you enjoyed the last hour, I know I did. I'm still here, let's be fair. Uh, please go to freedomslips.com and click on the Patreon button and share what you can. We're 100% listed supported, so thank you for all your support to keep Studio A, B and the Hawk's Nest up and running. And uh, we could have wonderful uh, conversations like this. Um, this is Planet Collingwood. It leans towards the comedy but we hide uh, our points of view behind the comedy. Uh, and if you don't laugh for the entire two hours, that's the joke. So therefore, it's still comedic. <laughs> I'll take that. I have been brewing. Uh, I, I, I bit my tongue. I have been joined by Bruce, Raz, Cortec, and Michael from San Antonio. A very interesting name. Um, uh, so from San Antonio, are you from San Antonio? <laughs> just, you know, it's like the, the deans from Scotland. Anyway, just being silly. Uh, Bruce, do you remember where you were uh, with your thought? Did you share that thought? I did, yeah. And so this doctor gave a 15-minute interview, a Canadian uh, emergency room doctor, and he was on vacation in Mexico, and he was saying he had a colleague who died, and the guy was 50 years old, he dropped dead jogging, former Olympian, perfect health, jogged 10 kilometers a day, mental, physical, total specimen, right? Like, you know, medical school and the discipline to become an Olympian and all that. And he said, and the hospital my son was born in had three doctors die this week. In the last seven days, three of them have died. And they just started giving out the fourth booster there, all under 50. So it's it, like you can't hide it anymore. The doctors, and, and this is what my friend is trying to tell me. Yeah. Now, she, she sent me this 15-minute video. It's on Rumble. Um, I could put it in the chat here. You guys can watch it after the show. But something was said that piqued my curiosity. So you know how the CDC... Uh, posted uh, information on how to survive a zombie apocalypse. Ever, anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Yes. Bueller? Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Number one was, wasn't was um, get vaccinated. Yeah. So uh, here's the here's the skinny on that. The doctor explained it. Um, there's, there's something that hasn't come up in the general dialogue about this uh, vaccine. We've been talking about strokes. We've been talking about blood clots, which cause strokes. We've been talking about sudden heart attacks, which are probably the result of clotting. And yeah. all, My all of the... Anything else, Cortec? Oh, we kind of skimmed over that fact of, you know, when about 70 athletes died in the space of about two weeks. We just kind of skimmed over that, you know, when it happened. Well, not we didn't. We brought it up. Anyway, Bruce, keep going. I know you're on a... <laughs> Cortec, hush. <laughs> Bruce, go ahead. Yeah. Um the conversational grace of Asperger's syndrome there. Um, so uh, here's the thing. There's something that's coming. <laughs> that was what he is. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> title transferred. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. I know what to call this episode now. The lag is back. Everyone, shut up and let Bruce go. 
Okay, I'll call them Asperger's. You could call it. Yeah, Asperger's. So what happens is there's a, there's a neurological disorder associated with it now that affects a certain part of the brain in the frontal lobe. And this part of the brain is responsible for empathy, speech, and uh, aggression. And it basically gets fried, like, like a chip getting fried in a computer, okay? And when that goes, you've got somebody who's mute, they can no longer talk, they've lost all empathy, and they're hyper-aggressive. So we haven't seen this yet, but it's coming. So you're going to see, you're, look, and, and look, I don't like to come on radio and spread this, you know, you think about these, I actually think about these things be, before I say them out loud. And yeah. if I had. What Bruce is talking about is something similar to what we can call frontal lobe disinhibition. So what happens is most people right now are extremely stressed, extremely, how can I put this, on edge. With disinhibition, the moment they feel the emotion, they will act on it, and they, and that causes them to be aggressive. Now, aggression is 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 a bit funny because there's a specific genetic code called MAOA gene, which makes people very aggressive. It also impairs speech because, I mean, think think about the the caveman, you know, someone who's all grunts and, 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 and no verbal communication, and he's very aggressive. That's, that's what he's trying to convey. There's a specific part of the brain that is being attacked, specific code that are being not rewritten, but the chemical triggers for it is being blocked. And that leads to that sort of a behavior, thanks to coronavirus. Now, this is obviously a psychological change. And psychological change is not something you can observe within a week or two. It takes months, years. Yes. yes. So, so plus, there are lots of it, factors. Carry on. Is it the coronavirus that causes it or is it the vaccine? No. The vaccine, of course. It's not bandy about the bush, as they say. Okay, because Raz said it was coronavirus that, that that causes it, but I think yeah, it's the vaccine. So this is, um, yes, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what more there is to say about this. It's just such a grim topic. We should just talk about comedy and TV. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it just is what it is. Get yourself into a safe situation. I mean, how many people, you know, are planning and 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 making plans to try to survive what's coming? I mean, it, it guys, it hasn't even started yet. Okay, 2023, 2024, and 2025 are probably going to be th three of the worst years um, since World War II. And yeah, yeah, okay. Well, in the middle no, of that, no, in the middle of that, you've got. Uh, well, we'll find it interesting because, uh, well, we're very U.S. centric because that's where the station's um, at. So you know, <laughs> not a really big jump of the, the imagination. Uh, the midterms would be interesting. Will the economy collapse before or after? And oh. whatever whatever happens, uh, I'll, I'll, I won't rant. I'll just um, you know, cut down to about one or two sentences. Uh, you've got the midterms, and that will dictate sort of the direction you're going to go to 2024, where uh, there's rumours of Hillary and versus Trump, and like how many people are going to go, what, again? Anyway, Bruce, oh, you wanted, yeah, to, you wanted to share. She is like a recurring nightmare. It seems to be a 2016 redo, right? Because even the Republican Party is trying to block Trump now, according to news reports. And um, so they're trying to turtle back into the old political structure where they take all our stuff and, and call themselves entitled. Um, I'm not sure how much Trump could do now. I think he's the honestly the best option out there. 
I mean, he can move people in mountains, right? He's just got this persuasive power for those people who follow him. You know, and, and I, I share a lot of the criticism of him with other people who criticize him, but there's no one there's no one out there doing what he does. And um you know, so he might get back in, but the big thing is now they're going to try and prosecute him before the midterms. You know, so this uh, Garrick, uh, this attorney general, what's his name there? Um, Garrick Meredith or whatever his name is, I forget. But they're, they're, they're talking about, um, you know, openly investigating Trump as an inciter of insurrection. So they may, I don't think they want to put him in jail, but I want to, I think they want to prevent him from ever running again. Yeah, they're and, afraid of that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the guy, you know, I take a lot of shit for supporting the guy, but he had me at I'm not signing the Trans-Pacific Partnership or the Paris Accord. In this particular show, we spoke earlier about how the climate change agenda doesn't touch China because they get some kind of affirmative action pass to catch up with the wicked West because we started in the Industrial Revolution before them. So I, I don't see what if I mean, if this is a life ending situation for the planet, why would you be giving somebody a pass like no you you can't you can't and you can't give anyone in an international organization veto rights either you know it's the same kind of thing if you need if you're going to make a rule you make it across the board and i can understand i can understand how they feel because you know a lot of the industrial stuff they want to do is now and we've been through that kind of thing but i'm just i'm just sus about anyone who wants to call themselves an international organization from what we've been through it just seems like they're just full of people who you know have fluffy white cats and turn the other way just look at the uh, 20th century Uh, most of them suck the interesting thing about uh bruce the interesting thing about um trump not signing on to the paris accord after that the united states did better than the actual um uh What's the uh, what's the right word? Um, uh, the, the you know they wanted twenty percent uh, reduction and whatever the um, the outcomes of the Paris Accord was, the United States did better than that without paying over a trillion dollars, and that's what. Um, oh, 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 hang on, what's going on? Dive, there? dive, we're in a circle. <laughs> German U-boat off the port bow. Um, <laughs> But what I'm saying is, like, uh, you had to reduce your emissions by 10%. Yeah, yeah, but the the United States actually performed better than what it was in the Paris Accord. But they still wanted to join it because it's about the money and not about saving the planet. It's an absolute sham, yeah. Well, well, when it comes to politics, uh, I'll make my prediction. Get your notepads, lads. Hold Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, got it, Ben. Go. Democrats are not getting in. Trump are not. Trump is not getting in. Uh, Hillary will not get in. They will never let Trump do another win. Hillary is screwed. She will never be a president. What they will do is they will try to put a lot of new faces in, and that new face will be in the Republican uh, bunch. For they, yeah, and, and anything they, they do is not going to reinstall confidence in that system that they broke with the last election. They still don't get it, and it's going to take at least two more elections for them to work that out, but it's I don't see it ever getting that uphill rise again in All confidence. Right. Well, let's, let's start connecting the dots again, okay? Because, look, here are the two options in front of the human race. Trump, Trump is a Temple of Solomon guy, and an interesting thing happened in the last weeks, I started getting material from the global Jewish community about supporting the new third Solomon. And they give this big spiel 
And, you know, it, it pops into my Facebook feed as suggested for you. Right? I'm not sure how I fit the algorithm, but suggested for you, Bruce. And so, you know, I made this prediction two years ago that this was going to be an issue. Okay. And then I, I went and read some background information on it. And it, it, it is just the hair goes up on the back of your neck. So the official Jewish position is that the global diaspora Jews and their prayers in synagogue have been a substitute for the true Judaica, which is animal sacrifices inside the temple. So we're in, in a world where most people are going vegan, we're going to allow one of the religions on the world to create a temple to sacrifice animals. Now, if you know anything about this level of religion, which, by the way, is Santeria, voodoo, Palomayombi. Blood sacrifice is always black magic. It's not religion, okay? And nobody's got the balls to even stand up and say this. Now, why am I talking about this? Because Trump's the temple guy, okay? Jared Kushner is Shabbat Lubitz. And, you know, so our, it seems as though the two options in front of us are global communism or whatever the hell Anal Schwab wants to do or Noahide law and the third temple of Solomon in Jerusalem and the animal sacrifices you know, um, I don't know. It, it, it's like there, there's I'll no take the box. Say what? You seem those three those three options or the box? I'll take the box. <clears throat> you box seem well versed in it, but but there is one thing I I just can't you know um like uh, connect here. Yeah. Just just a few years ago, I'm I'm talking more than two, three, four, five years ago. The idea of a third temple was quite fringe, even even among Israelis, it was quite fringe of an idea. But now suddenly it's 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 changed. When exactly did you see the flip in the change here? When 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 exactly? Started about three weeks ago. So I mean, they had to wait till the world was on its knees. Imagine choosing this time in human history to start proselytizing the third temple of Solomon. When everybody's dying from the vaccines, global economy is about to collapse. And of course, the, sub the subconscious suggestion is Jews can restore peace to the world. Okay, I thought, it's, it's, I thought that it's first actually came out around 2017, the Third Temple Trump business. Say again, Cortec. I, I thought that Third Temple Trump thing mm. supposed, came around first around 2017. 2017 is a key year, yes. I can understand what exactly happened in the end scene. 2017 marks the end of the time cycle, the ascension time cycle. That makes sense. Uh, and uh, here's the fun part. I've been uh, looking at the videos and everything, and there's been a lot of buzzing, positive buzzing, uh, about the third temple. And... Uh, even very recently, they uh, I saw them carry a lamb in there, just like Bruce said. You know, they were doing a, a sacrifice in an age of of, of veganism. But that's what again, they that's, do. It's 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 their religion. Exactly, I, I get it. It's their religion. <laughs> but uh, here here here's the fun part. It's the best time to do it if you think about it. I mean, yeah. everyone in the world is so preoccupied with everything else. It's it's, it's just perfect. Uh, I don't know to, to, to say whether or not we're cursed or blessed, but uh, we are living in an interesting age where we get to see these uh, truly historical moments uh, come to be, like I said, temple and, and so on. But here's the thing. Why would they ask for money? I mean, we're talking about Israel in here. Can't they just have Americans pay for it? Well, they want <laughs> they, uh, they, 
they want you to sign a petition too. Like they 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 want to build up um, um, a portfolio of 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 public support to take to the United Nations to make their case. Of course, to get this temple in the geography we we assume it's supposed to go on the exact coordinates, they have to do away with the third holiest site in Islam, which is the Alaska Mosque. Okay, which is if 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 you think Ukraine is World War Three. Wait and see what happens if the demolition people go in and take out the Alaska mosque. Okay, it's it like it's on, man. It's on, and you know, in 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 typical Jewish fashion, it's like let's just call it what it is. Now, I know, Monty, I know you don't like this topic, but it's really popping up now. I wrote about it three years ago in a book, and it needs to be discussed. I don't mean to go uh, all bit shoot here. <laughs> the YouTube, the YouTube. <laughs> Well, I, I, I would rather I, I, I just just use the word Satanist instead of Jewish, and I'll be happy. But go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I just I just want to make people understand. Okay, there is no God in all of creation that requires blood. Okay, no God in all of creation that requires animal sacrifice. It's completely ridiculous. But what's really chilling is the rhetoric that's coming up from the rabbinical circles, the diaspora Jews, and their uh, prayers. And this the synagogue structure we've existed on has sufficed as a kind of methadone. But the real heroin, the real junk of of Judaism is animal sacrifice. I mean, these people are going back three thousand years. I'm sure there's even um, liberal and reform Jews who find this appalling. You know, mm-hmm. but there's a reason. There's a reason why stories of 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 certain faiths being chucked out of country after country exist. And it probably boils down to, you know, at the lighter side of it, animal sacrifices. So this is... Go back far enough and uh, the, you know, virgins, which is code for um, children. Go ahead, Bruce. You would only be using animals if you couldn't get... Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. What if, what if... (laughs) Never mind, never mind. mind. Thank you, Bruce. Reverend... You have to you have to understand that according to Jewish scripture, we Gentiles, we Goy, we qualify as animals. We are defined as animals in their scriptures. We're, we're not seen as human. Now, this would be laughable and the stuff of like crackpot, nonsensical anti-Semitism 15, 20 years ago. But I mean, I'm not saying these things. They're saying it now. The actual World Jewish Congress. Okay? So you know, we're go- it looks like no high law, folks. If I, if I were a betting man, given how hard it has been for them to hit their prophetic markers and get this far, you know, from the Balfour de- Declaration onwards, I, I, I'd say they're going to hit their marker. Now, it, I think it's a huge mistake, right? I think that they're going to what they're going to do is they're just going to bring all of this like dormant karma down on themselves and almost be destroyed very shortly with a few short years of of this practice and this attempt to control the world. But um, nonetheless, they're going to make a run at it. Who knows? Maybe this is their way of leaving the planet, like the the Jewish version of Heaven's Gate. I don't know. But um, it's spooky, man. And 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 for them yeah. to just hang it, you know, prayers and synagogues, methadone. Animal sacrifice, that's the real Judaica. Animal mm-hmm. sacrifice is always 100% Black magic, ladies and gentlemen, that is the universal religious and spiritual definition of animal sacrifice. Yeah, as well as I, I think Bruce and I have, have talked about it of, uh, yeah, they're the chosen people. Chosen for what? 
would you not would you not boil that down by saying blind sacrifice because whether it's animal or something thing that seem it seems to be it could be anything with life, couldn't it? Could be ants. Well, now it, that ants are, uh, what now if we make into an feeling animal well. out of plant-based meat and then we give it to them for the sacrifice? Yeah, flowery wicker man. <laughs> yeah, there's an episode. There's an episode of 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 Mesh. And bear with me here. Uh, What's with you the, with Mesh? I like it. <laughs> and we can always meet in the car park, my friend. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> you meet car park now oh, for a discussion. <clears throat> Uh, basically, Radar, who loves animals and doesn't like to, um, you know, the uh, the Greeks turn up for Greek Easter, and they're going to uh, cook a lamb, and uh, Radar befriends the lamb and wants to save it. So the joke right at the end is uh, the the Greeks and the the whole unit are drunk on ouzo, and uh, Radar has replaced the lamb and made a spam lamb. It's a lamb oh. made out of spam. Did you get away with it? <laughs> Yes, yeah, the the, the, the lamb the lamb is not not eaten, and so maybe that that could what could be what's going to happen is uh, right at the end where they think oh we've got it we can sacrifice and then this spam lamb comes out and they all look ridiculous. Yeah, that'll work. Worked in mash like what? Why not? Hey Bruce. Yeah. Can can you speak a little bit about um, the sending back? Like the one of the reasons for the temple being built is to send back something that they unleashed. Well, that's the benign interpretation, and I've heard this from several sources who are, you know, extremely connected. Let's say in more ways than one. And the idea is that the Temple of Solomon let something into the world that doesn't belong here, and that the Masons and all the ancillary parties to this agenda. They're sort of policing the Jews and making sure that they build the temple, but they do what they're supposed to do with it, which is vacate something that came in the last time it was open because the temp that temple's a portal. Okay. So black magic creates portals. Okay. And you can communicate with the dead. You can, you know, you know, it's very interesting, this whole topic. And when I was writing the light of darkness, I spoke to a number of people initiated into Palo Mayombi. You know, and then I asked them a bunch of questions, you know, can you remote view? Oh, come on, man. And then they give me their take on what remote remote viewing is. You borrow the spirit's eyes. Okay, it's a it's a it's like a form of demonology. And um, so the idea is that the temple has to be built to release something. Okay, and maybe that look, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that this topic is back front and center. And they're proselytizing it on YouTube, on Facebook. And I'm not talking I got one notice. I've had like eight or nine from three or four face organizations that are um, funded as uh, subgroups of the World Jewish Forum. They want their temple and they're talking that about it. Definitely constitutes a pattern, eight or nine. And at the same time, you have CERN being turned on and it's going to run for three years or something ridiculous because CERN's been fascinating for certain people <coughs> where, like, are they m manipulating reality? Are they trying to create a black hole to suck this universe in? Or um, Why do they have a statue of Shiva out the front? Well, yeah, there's all this weird stuff like, oh, we're opening up a scientific experiment, so we're just going to fake a sacrifice. You're scientists, right? Why? Why? I'm sorry. Sam, what? <laughs> Sam has many purposes, and one of its purposes is to be a sort of uh, replicate for what you can call what is actually sorry, uh, the pyramid of Giza. Now, Sam also function as 
a belief enhancer engine. So in order to make whatever they're pushing uh, permeate into the consciousness of people, CERN gets activated for it. So when CERN gets activated, you can guarantee there's going to be a lot of NPC drone out there. So whatever we, we can consider when it comes to the indoctrination, it's going to get ramped up big time. CERN can also be used to affect uh, the dream world of other planets as well too, and our dream world on this planet as well. It's not just time traveling and portal creation. It's also a belief engine system. Does it really, though? Because it seems like a great tenure for scientists who want that to want to pose that unanswerable question so their employment goes on forever. Great for animators, it's not, too. It's not unanswerable. It's already been answered. Well, they haven't I done think, anything, have they? I mean, I think they, they, they constantly say we're on the cusp of, oh, maybe we need a second one because, you know, we've just almost found out well, about yeah, something. They keep failing for whatever reason, and it, it could be um, they're trying to attain their goal, which could be sucking the planet through a black hole. Uh, Sean David Morton's got a great story about he went to a football match with um, a friend and their friend was actually worked at CERN and uh, Sean actually asked him, so why doesn't CERN work? Uh, well, what we what, now one theory, the yeah. Well, one theory is that um, we turn it on and destroy reality, and then we're sent back a second into the time stream, and so the machine actually fails. Oh. And Sean's response to that that is the worst um, industrial incompetence I've ever heard. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we think we think we're resetting the the <laughs> reality because we're destroying it. Yeah, no, it works. It, it works. It, it works. We need a second one. We need uh, the most funding any scientific project has ever got, so we can build another one. Because it goes this through, one yeah, it's so works. big it goes through three different countries. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know it, how it, these things and and labs for either the mutation of viruses get funding in overseas countries. Uh, yeah, those people with um white coats just are completely uh, live in their own reality. Where I I'm going to create a, a flesh eating virus that will destroy eighty percent of humanity. That's a good idea. Yeah, Here's just your to check. see if I can. Just you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Give that guy take well, my money. Well done, Tom. Too. That's a great idea. Here's a buttload of money. <laughs> Go ahead, see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Now, don't do it in one of those level four labs. Just do it on a level two. Don't worry if it pops out. We'll be all right. Yeah, it's interesting that Lab 237, I think it is, Lab 237 is a book about the early days of Plum Island in the U.S. <coughs> and how legislation originally in the U.S. was to never have any kind of uh, viral, uh, virological kind of plant or study environment inside the US. So so Blum Island was this kind of island like Guantanamo that was outside the jurisdiction. And uh, and so they would, to get samples of these Ebola or whatever virus they had, they would get a tugboat to come to the beach on the island rather than going around to the mainland. But it's always been this, this, this thing that's been studied and reported badly and has caused a lot of issues and is, you know, directly responsible for certain well, things that I went mean, on in Cuba and all that kind of stuff. Lab 237's great book. Oh, yeah. October 2019, apparently a virus leaves the lab in Wuhan and look where we are today. Um, even that, that it would include uh, Ukraine. How many labs that have been 
acknowledge that that exists in Ukraine, uh, set up by the United States, funded by the United States, run by the United States, and they're only bringing it up because if the Russians get it, then it'll be the end of humanity. Well, why? What yeah. so, what, why is it so dangerous and why are you playing with fire? Yeah, compared to you guys, they kind of seem like the sensible ones at this point. Yeah, yeah. well, they're saying, oh, it's the end of uh, Western dominance on the planet. And it's like, that's, kind, that's kind of Hooray! a good thing because you go back to before you World guys War One. Yeah, before World War One, uh, there's a TV show called uh, Riley Ace of Spies. Where uh, just before World War One, uh, the English were trying to. Uh, they got a Riley, who's a spy, a spy obviously, uh, is stealing the oil. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, he, the oil um, results of testing around the Middle East? So the uh, the British and or the elite of the British can actually go. Oh no no, all this oil's here, and we'll get that. And that's how the the Middle East basically went to pot in a nice, clean way of saying it, because the British have gone, oh, we'll do a line here, here, and here. And so, like, that's why the Kurds are, are in Iraq and Syria, because the British git has just drawn a line on a map. Yeah. And that's what started the, the chaos in uh, the Middle East. Then you have World War One, which, you know, the great uh, John Clark, then Brian Dawe, um What was the result of World War One? World War Two? Correct. <laughs> Uh, and and here we are now because uh, the result of World War II uh, goes back to World War One, and like how far down the the history rabbit hole do you want to go? Where uh, a lot of ideas of technology were created in the 1800s. Did you know that roller skates were invented around about 1862? And rink, roller rinks only to only in the 1970s. I did not know that. I think I, I personally think we peaked around the 1900s with what was going on from a bit of footage that I saw of the Paris, uh, you know, those world fairs that they had on <clears throat> and everything that was going on, you know. Well, I mean, World War One was the end of uh, monarchies and their control over uh, a lot of humanity. Um, you know, I've been watching uh, a, a, a 1970s British drama called When the Boat Comes In. And it, it's basically um, Peaky Blinders without the violence and swearing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's the 20s in in northeast of, uh, of Britain where uh, mass uh, poverty, uh, people out of work, uh, a lot of crime. And, of course, there's the rise of the political stuff where there were socialists and communists. And by the 30s, you had the fascists uh, because, in a way, the the monarchies lost power and there was a vacuum and that's where like even the League of Nations failed after World War One yeah because uh, suck someone in yeah all the Arabs have gone uh, looked at the looked at the fine print and said uh, no and walked out yeah and then and then you had uh, the UN I think created in forty seven and then a little country that could could Israel was created and haven't heard of them for a while have we. Uh, I mean, look at the look at the Israeli uh, military history. They're at war every five minutes. Do you think that's a result of uh, mandatory subscription? It's a lot of things. It's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a rich tapestry of uh, yeah. Abuse. It's yeah. I think there should be an Israel. Well, I think that I think there should be also a Palestine. I'm kind of quirky that way. 
And if, you know, I'm for Palestine and if you're against it, you're a bigot. And it's like, well, shouldn't you give America Turtle Island back to the natives then? Yeah, deafening silence. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, I'm not, I guess I haven't been there. I don't know enough about it to be opposed to either bit. But when, you know, Palestinian land is kind of taken and, 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 and stink trucks are driven around just spraying like horrid water. Yeah, all, the, just, all these things that go the, on. Yeah, you just look not, at you look at the not. maps. Just look at the maps from 47 to today. And the, the, the Jewish state is just slowly spread out. Uh, there's a great documentary called Defamation. I think that's what it's called, made by a Jewish uh, New Yorker. And he shows what the, the children are taught in Israel. Yeah, there's nothing that condones that kind of behaviour. I mean, you might be kind of trying to walk along like something, you know, oh, something was, you know, the whole something was done to me, so I'm I, I'm allowed to no, act it's much worse, worse, much worse, like everyone, worse than uh, how I was. Israeli treated. Israelis people have been taught for over seventy years that everyone wants to kill them. Yeah, yeah. So there, it, it's becoming a self fulfilling prophecy, actually. You know, and it, it's it's kind of ridiculous, and I feel sorry for them that they're being led in this direction by the high rabbis and the mm. Sanhedrin in Israel. But, I mean, this is not going to end well, boys. Now, I've been saying this for years, and people have laughed at me, and people, some people who other people think know a lot have laughed at me, but they're wrong. Or they just don't have the balls to talk about this topic. It's that simple. It's a very delicate topic. Not a lot of people like to talk about it, you, you, you know. What do I give a shit? I, I live yeah. in an earth bag in the jungle. What, what are they going to do? Kill kill my $120,000 a year job at the Ministry of Agriculture in Canada? No. Right. But it needs to be spoken about because it's a fact. Look, they're looking to affect my free will expression and my free will experience on this planet. What by spiritual law does not give me the right to push back on this? Nope. Anybody? No. Yeah, yeah, there should be nothing that, that that cannot be talked about or questioned in in the pursuit of growing better things. Yeah, yeah, but it, this is a real and live story. It's not the only story on the planet. Like a lot of the banking system has been taken away from Jewish control. That started about two years ago. But th see that they don't need it anymore. It was just a vehicle to get to the point where they're at now, which is the third temple, right? That it, it, this is a chess game. Oh, the Jews aren't a threat anymore. They sacrificed their queen. Yeah, because they got a pawn one move away from the back line. They're going to get their queen back again, you idiot. You know, it, it's just like unbelievable how gullible and stupid people are. You, uh, know? You, know, you know, that was that was 2017 when this stuff first started coming up. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so, but it, it's not the only game in town. It's uh, one of the oldest games in town, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm seeing where Bruce is coming from. Where I would say it, it's a complete feint, uh, and it'll be a bait and switch. Where look, we've got our land and everything else like that, and then, oh, we're all being killed because of karma. Uh, and yeah, that's why you know we're the chosen peoples. Like what to be sacrificed by the Satanists at the top of your hierarchy. It's a pyramid. It's a trapezoid. Yeah, it's a, not a pyramid scheme. It's a trapezoid <laughs> scheme. Yeah. You know. Hey. Yeah, and so um, in a way, like that's the fun part of 
well, when I say fun part, <laughs> it's like it's a trying to be positive language, uh, is we kind of have to watch this stuff unfold. We're not going to end up in a Mad Max world where everyone is fending from themselves because most of us are nice and there's technologies and so on and so forth. And at the other end of the spectrum, the planet is not going to explode into a chunk of cinder and become an asteroid belt. No, no and with this kind of breakdown, it's not going to... You know, devolve into kind of this zombie apocalypse either, because most people are nice people. But there's a lot of pressure. Uh, like we're being put in survival mode, and they're applying pressure to that survival mode, as well as the sun is being a bitch. Like last week, there was all the solar flares, and that's going to make everyone a bit nutty as well. And it's, um, I think, the statement, uh, "It's a wonderful time to be here," will be said after we get through it. <laughs> Didn't we just go like, through in the like, last couple of survived, days, yeah. like that big uh, alignment as well? Probably, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, and this is we haven't even touched on transhumanism. We did mention about AI. See, all this is happening at the same time, which is fascinating because Team Dark really is um, uh, League Dark. They're all different fa factions jostling. I mean, for a while there in the last ten years, there's been uh, a civil war on the dark side. Because, well, that's their nature. They just eat each other and do it so forth. So I, I, I can see the whole the Jewish narrative being hung out to dry. It's like, no, well, you'll get it. And then right at the end, they pull out the, the sheet uh, at the bottom and they'll fall, you know, they'll open the trapdoor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be clear here. Look, I'm not kind of like getting on this uh, Jewish hate bandwagon, I think it's kind of like Catholics, right? I mean, just, just because you believe in the Gospels and you believe in the doctrine of salvation, uh, it doesn't mean you endorse what the cardinals and bishops are doing and, and, and all the buggery and everything. And it's the same thing in Judaica. This comes down to an inner circle, and they're not being honest with the rest of the, of the, the synagogue or the congregation either. It's, you know, so I, I don't want to, I, I want to distinguish myself from those people who just go hog wild on the poor Jews, right? You know, I have a lot of Jewish friends and if they're running the world, somebody should tell them because they have no idea. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I am a um, heterosexual, single, white, middle-aged man and apparently I am Satan. And I reckon I would like to, uh, well, where's my pitchfork? Shouldn't I have more power? What, where's all my money? Uh, it's like, oh, you know, white people had privilege. What to, you know, how much white trash is in the southern states of the United States? What type of privilege do they have there? Uh, and it's all just divide and conquer because at the end of the day, we're all human and you're all human and you know what, how weird you are. Thanks. Yeah, it does <laughs> just, it does, <laughs> it does boil down to divide and conquer as, as the simplest, simplest terms. It's a small pamphlet that they use over and over, but the three page, two, one, like two pages and then the other third page, not the back page, has like half print. So there's not very many things that they keep going back to, but uh, divide and conquer is definitely one of them. And to make anyone feel better than anyone or to put anyone over anyone is just yeah. simply just trying to put people head to head. Yeah. I just had a, a – which is it a religion but the, or the secret society or the Illuminati or some idiot – uh, basically that puts forward that Christ is actually the devil and um, all Christians are bad. But even then you, you get into Christianity where the person that is referred to as Jesus was quite a nice chap apparently and existed and uh, did wonderful things, basically pointing out like, hey, you could do better. 
Uh, and then the church came in and screwed everything. Like, I mean, you know, the Bible says, oh, is that the Bible that uh, Emperor Constantine fiddled with in 325 AD? Uh, you know, it's the word of God. Well, I don't think Const well, Constantine wanted to be called a god. Can't we just rewrite a few things? Come on. Come on. Come into this room and let's rewrite a few things. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you, know, you are you are a um, a fractal of the prime creator and experiencing um, your reality and you're the center of the universe. And through the joy of creation, I can talk to you and see what your experiences are. And quite frankly, once we've graduated from Earth, we'll just keep turning up at the reunions every uh, what three million years, having a pint and going, oh, I'm glad we're not going back there. It's just like yeah. yesterday. Yeah. We'd yeah. say. Yeah. Woo! What a world. What a world. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of material here. It, <laughs> it's like, uh, once once you leave the planet, I'm like, yeah. Well, also, I mean, there's an aspect of, uh, I think Raz may be able to uh, add to this, is whatever's happening here, it's been stuck in a loop and it's and it's annoying other parts of creation because there's stagnation because um, certain beings or entities or pricks uh, just like feeding off, um, you're just stuck in the same loop. The of, same like, 50, old, same old, yeah. yeah Reruns of Spider-Man. Yeah, over and over and over again. Now, it, the, the interesting thing is, I think this time is different. Raz, what do you believe? Or no, or share? What, what is actually happening is we've had four repetitions before, but those four repetitions were, were, were different things. They were actually for seeding, not essentially repetition in the sense of repeat, uh, repeating something. But uh, <clears throat> what happened, what is happening right now and what you're talking about is the off-worlders are waiting for us to graduate so they can graduate because their graduation is being held up by ours. And that's yeah. one of the problems that's, that's, that's happening. Not to mention the more this planet uh, does stupid shit. I mean, the people on it, not Momi Earth. Uh, it will affect other planets because we too, we beam energy outside. And we've had entire generations out there that are what you would you, you can consider uh, an, uh, an off-worlder version of Zoomers who grew up watching this Earth drama and, and it completely changed them compared to their off-worlder Boomers uh, yeah. grandparents. Yeah. It's like yeah, watching the new can, Star Wars con, con, compared to the old one. The old one had yeah. a message to give. This latest one, nothing. Yeah. So when 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 we when we go outside, if one day we do, which I don't know, it's going to be decades from, from now, uh, we're going to get to meet them. And my God, it's going to be one hell of a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that 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 is actually happening. And my understanding, I could be wrong, but my understanding is as well that. Um, there's uh, races, entities, groups of people waiting to graduate. They want, they're here to cheer us on, but they don't really interact too much because they don't want the karma of saving us. We have to do it all ourselves. Because if you, you know, <laughs> you've seen this world, do you really want the karma of helping all these people? Like, yeah, you know, I fed I fed a human once and he hasn't left me alone. <laughs> it's been me interview. Go away. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the E.T. the E.T. story, of course, comes into the, the whole Abrahamic narrative as well. I believe the Adamic line was is is a Palladian thing on this planet. And the Adamic line is uh, the white race, the brown race, which is the Arabic uh, peoples and the red race, the natives. 
And those are all like Palladian enterprises. And there's a, a bunch of human races on this planet that were started. I think Africans, Raz, you, am I, I don't know if I'm right about this, but are they, are they the Syrians, the Africans? But anyways, what happened with, what happened no, with the, what happened with the Adamic race and, and with the, so the Torah was Palladian. It was all light and love. And that's where you get the Psalms and all the beautiful stuff in Judaica. And then this King Solomon guy comes along and unknown forces give him the Kabbalah and command over demons. Now map that to the extraterrestrial narrative. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think that is? Right? Hmm. And, and Bueller? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So well that, as, did, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So just to sort of bring further explanation to the situation, right? You know, the, the Torah and the origin of that religion was actually incredibly beautiful. And then it just it just got corrupted because all this power stuff came into it, right? And um, and this is where we're at now. And so it, it, you know, so the the third temple of Solomon, I would I would I would call a reptilian victory, right? And that's the proper if you want to look at it through the ET lens. It, Christians might see it as demonic, but you know, I mean, they they think everything extraterrestrial is demonic. There's a big pushback in the Christian world now. You know, I'm being asked to join Facebook groups like, you know, save yourself from the E.T. deception. It's Satan's deception. Save yourself from the E.T. deception. Well, you have to be so zero and one about this. I mean, you know, all extraterrestrials are demons. I I don't think so. You know, and angels. No, I'd I'd agree. We're constantly kind of presented with this left or right one or two option when there's just so many different. Grade, gradients in between. Oh, yeah. in, in all of all that is, was, and will be, uh, uh, all of creation, where anything is possible. No, it's just uh, demons, or um, you follow Jesus Christ. Choose left or right, the douche yeah. or the shit sandwich. Yeah, it's like, but I want to turn around and go back. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to choose either. Yeah, like um, I'm not hungry today. And I, I think that's part of where uh, we're trying to find uh, the answer to get out of whatever we're in. And I One other would you addiction. would you agree with this statement? Uh, it's something new, and that's why we can't find it yet, or we're creating it as it unfolds. I don't think it's come into our imaginative space yet. I don't think yeah. internally we can even grasp it yet. I think these are what the astrological turnings are about. But this is much bigger than a, a 2,600-year turning. What we're go- This is huge. I mean, we're going mm. from the Cal to the Sat Yuga, basically, which is millions of years, right? So there's one other big prediction I want to make. I want to throw this out there. Going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but here, not my idea either. It's Gonzalo Lira, the, the most brilliant commentator on the Ukrainian situation out there. He was picked up by the Ukrainian uh, secret police and interrogated for three days. He disappeared. Everybody thought they killed him. Yeah, you told but, us about that. Yeah. So Zelensky is going to be assassinated. Um, somebody somebody big in the U.S., I forget who it was, uh, some DOD guy or the... Um, Department of the the Secretary of Defense or something said he should be worrying for his life. And folks, you're being completely lied to. Uh, The Ukrainians are not holding the Russians back at all. The Ukrainians have not been able to hold or take a single area the Russians want. So if you look at it, if you look at a war as a series of battles, they haven't won one. And there have been like 30 or 40 since this thing started. They have not won one. Okay, so um, Putin is just sort of taking his time and being very, very calculated in what he's doing. He's going to take the Donbass pretty soon. It's almost ready to fall. 
Ukraine is throwing all of their women into the fight now. They've, you know, it's just disgusting what's going on there. It's just a big blood sacrifice. Now you got to ask yourself, who's gathering up that energy, right? So in the world of blood sacrifice, the most, I, I don't want to encourage budding young uh, hipsters who want to get into black magic. I, I live on the 33rd parallel. Yeah, but a human sacrifice is the most potent sacrifice, right? For the magical effect. Um, so this is a big blood sacrifice. Everybody, everybody with half a brain knows Ukraine has no chance of winning this war. And everybody, everybody knows NATO's not going to go to war. The only people not accepting that fact are the crazy Christians who are praying every night, hurry up and blow up the world, God, or I'm going to stop believing in you. Yeah. Well, truth never is a marketing strategy, Monty. That's the whole point when you think about it. Can we say at this stage that all wars are bloodletting ritual sacrifices, including anything that might come yes. up like uh, yep. mad cow's disease? Well, like uh, well, uh, World War One, the Great War, that was basically a massive uh, blood ritual, as well as to uh, they they thought they would uh, remove all the brave um, and the people that would stand up, uh, like here in Australia. What is around about three hundred thousand over three hundred thousand volunteers went to World War One, and so they're all the ones that would um, fight against tyranny and and so on and so forth. And so from their perspective, they thought they could remove a generation of um, strong, fit uh, race uh, and and people, so they wouldn't have uh, rebels when they try and put in their empire. Of course, that didn't work. So because we're here now. It's kind of made me think about if, you know, someone lets out this level of loose or energy that can be harvested when they die or if they're sacrificed in certain ways or if animals are sacrificed in certain ways. If there's a fraction of that energy in that hypothetical situation that would go out in a video game when someone dies, there is like a, maybe a tenth of that feeling, maybe, you know, but there's a lot of it going on time and time and time again. I think David Wilcock mentions like when if you watch the wrestling, uh, uh, you know the um, sports entertainment. There's all those screens at the the stadiums, and you've seen it's like it's referred to as a bloke opera, and all that energy where you hate this character and all all that energy is going somewhere, and apparently the screens absorb all that energy and they harvest that. Because it's all fake. I mean, yeah. the the athleticism and, so and punching someone in the head with you know, the athleticism and hitting someone in the chair is real. Yeah. But the intent is just to put on a show. That. Yeah. You know that format where there is also always has to be that character that you love to hate in in a movie in a fun loving movie harvesting some kind of energy from you well, and making you feel good when they come to some certain demise. Well, one of the greatest characters in human history is Darth Vader. One, one of the Go ultimate on. villains ever. Like, you know, why do people like Darth Vader? He's a complete bastard. I mean, yes. he, he has he's a, it's a redemption story. But my point is that he looks cool and he does all this stuff. But you don't want to be him and you don't want to join him. No. It's an interesting uh, archetype. Uh, like he's the villain, but he's so cool. Well, was he does the, when he does the 
leather glove choky choky thing. That's about all he's got, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, then um, uh, they they <laughs> they uh release the prequels, and you actually see the full arc of Anakin Skywalker from um the age of ten up until where he um sacrifices himself to destroy the Emperor, and so uh, it's it's very uh it's like the hero's journey and that's why i don't like the sequels because there's there's hardly any spirituality in it there's nothing in there for people to take home and live by you know kids kids watch the the modern ones and go i don't know why you guys are so hepped up on this series you know i don't see what you see in it you know because generally they were showing the new ones first and by the time you show oh, them the original ones they're too yeah. old you know. No, not necessarily, because, uh, like, oh, Star Wars was made for kids. Well, actually, it was made for the internal child, that 12-year-old that everyone has inside them. Because if you remember when Star Wars came out, it wasn't just 12-year-olds who went and saw it. Everyone went and saw it. Yeah. And it, it just tapped into that, because um, I think Lucas, the way he did it, it was uh, his, uh, the way he approached it. It was a, a sci-fi um, space opera. But it was all psychological, um, and that's where you got the light and the dark and redemption and all that type of stuff. There is actually deeper meanings because uh, he's a big uh, Joseph Campbell. Uh, I think he actually yeah, right. met Joseph Campbell, uh, and you, yeah, um, the uh, hero of a thousand faces, is that the book? Uh, anyway, that's where the story comes from. Basically, it's uh, even you look at Tolkien, where uh, he's I. People have said that Lord of the Rings is based on um, true events. I'm not sure how far back, but the idea of Tolkien was that uh, England, at least, didn't really have a mythology. So yeah. he borrowed a lot from the Norse, and most of that is uh, based on what actually did happen. Now, was it 100,000 years ago, millions ago, different frequency, uh, dream time, so on and so forth? There was those stories about Lucas kind of channeling some stuff about Star Wars as well, wasn't there? hear about that oh jordan maxwell said it yeah jordan maxwell said yeah uh george lucas and steven spielberg are many things but they're not stupid yep totally agree did, did, did you ever think about the idea of the death star and you know the old legend that goes back even to the zulu culture the ancient zulu culture that the moon uh, they called they refer to it, the ancient zulu culture they refer to it as an egg so the fact of it being a space station i mean if that thing's not artificial... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so so being, yeah, being a natural um, and, and entity... And I think Lucas was an insider to that, you know. Just like, mm. you know, Kubrick um, you know, was a big insider. We see, you know, up until... His, I mean, especially in his last film, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, <laughs> that was filmed unknowingly to the Rothschild family that all the scenes of the weird, you know, parties and stuff going on was filmed in a Rothschild mansion. It was a yeah. mansion owned by Rothschilds that was abandoned, and he did not have permission to do that. And I think that's why he died, what was it, Bruce, like three to four, three months after the movie? It wasn't very long after. No, it wasn't very long at all after. No, no, it was a couple of years. I think he was actually working on AI, artificial intelligence, and that's when Steven Spielberg took over. Um, the He finished the movie for AI, which is about... Um, I, 
that, I thought he uh, wrote, wrote it, but he didn't get a chance to actually work on the film. I, I can't remember exactly. I think but he yeah, died before he, that. Yeah, he, he was part of the project and then died during the project. I don't know when, if it was during principal photography or um, before. or but Maybe um, the AI did it just like the little chest I mean, popped his finger. You, you've read a – you've seen – everyone's seen 2001 Space Odyssey, but have you ever read the book? You know, no. you know the, the space child being connected to Jupiter in the film? In the book, it's Saturn. So isn't it interesting with all the Saturn worship that goes on that we know about, you know, with yes, all the yeah. elites, isn't it interesting that they changed it for Super Saturn? Super interesting. And yeah, it's right, true. Yeah. Try to, to call the fact that we should look away from that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's yeah. a perfect time to stop because we're running out of time. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, that was Planet Collingwood for another week. Uh, very quickly, any uh, passing thoughts, Bruce? I'm building a channel. There you go. Uh, Rez? Nothing. All right, Cortec. Claire. And Michael. Uh, love Light. Yes. Peace. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back in six days and 22 hours for another Planet Collingwood. Um, be nice to everyone because, you know, we're awesome. Take care. I love you from afar, and let's keep it that way. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Uh-